Welcome back to Dafa Shavua. This week we're going to be learning Meseches Ksubos Daf Nunbez as we make our way through the fourth parak of our Mesechta, parak of Na'ara Shinispatata. And uh, in the previous Mishnah, we learned that one of the Tnai Ksuba of a Kohen, one of the uh, conditions of the Ksuba that a Kohen has to go ahead and has to uh, make within the Ksuba is that if uh, his wife is going to be taken captive, so he has to go ahead and he has to redeem her, he has to bring her back, he has to bring her back to her uh, to her father's place. So the Mishnah, and uh, that Mishnah puts us into our daf, and our daf begins with a machlokas between Abai and Rava, whereas Abai is of the opinion that when we have a scenario of an almana l'kohen gadol, a widow is married to a kohen gadol, he's going to be chayiv lifdosi. He's going to be chayiv to go ahead and um, and uh, and uh, go and redeem her. And even though a kohen gadol is forbidden to go ahead and to marry an almana, it's usher for him to do that. She is entitled to the ksuba, and uh, he has to uh, go ahead and he has to uh, he has to return her. Whereas Rav is of the opinion that he's eno chayiv lifdosa because this. Um, this woman, the, 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 the marriage was ba'asr anyway. A Kohen Gadol can't go ahead and can't marry an Almana. So since the marriage was, uh, began in a state of Isser, so according, uh, according to Rava, the Almana, the Kohen Gadol is eno chayiv lefdosa and never got off the ground. So our Gemara is going to go on and the Gemara is going to present another case where there's a machlokas as to whether or not a husband has to go ahead and a husband has to um, a, a husband has to redeem his wife, a husband has to be poda his wife. So the Gemara says that Hamadiras Ishto Vinishbase. So let's say we have a uh, Yisrael, he goes ahead and he makes a nether. What's the nether that he makes? So Rashi points out that the nether that he makes is that his wife cannot have cannot get any uh, hana from him and then finish base and then she goes ahead and then she is uh, and then she's uh, taken captive so this is a machlokas not between Abai and Rava but rather between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yoshua whereas Rabbi Eliezer is of the opinion that he has to be her and he has to be uh, give her her ksuba and uh, Rabbi Yoshua says he has to give her her ksuba but he does not have to go ahead and he does not have to redeem her uh, that's the opinion, that's the approach of, uh, of Rabbi Yoshua. And the Gemara goes on to explain the Machlokas uh, and uh, who this Machlokas is by and what the ramifications uh, of this uh, of this machlokas are there are all sorts of other halachos that are, are going to appear on Daphne and Bays that describe what would happen if a uh, what would happen if a um, if a, uh, uh, a husband. Uh, has the opportunity to go ahead and has to poda, uh, be poda his wife uh, and all uh, and all sorts of cases. So the two dots in the middle of Nunbez, uh discusses the cases uh, of the Mishnah once again where she was, uh, this uh, this woman is captured and the Gemara presents a rule over here uh, of whether or not the husband is what the Gemara refers to as Hikir Ba Ba'ala, right? So does the husband go and does the husband recognize um uh, you know, uh, when, sorry, the, sorry, the scenario is, is a scenario where, uh, the husband, um, the husband dies. The husband dies while, uh, she is still captured. So does the Chiyuv, uh, go down now? Does it transfer down to the Orshim, do the, to the, uh, to the heirs? The Gemara tells us that there's a rule over here of Hikir Babala. So if the husband had known, if the husband was aware of the fact that his wife was uh, that his wife was taken captive, so in that situation, then uh, he would have to go ahead and he would have to have that chiyuv transferred down to the uh, to the yorshim and the heirs, the people that are going to be yorish. Uh, this uh, this particular husband, they're going to have to go ahead and be poda uh, this woman. And uh, the question really is, uh, who's 
money needs to go uh, go ahead and, uh, and 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 fulfill this obligation of uh, of pidyon. Is it going to be the father's money that gets sent down to the orshin or uh, somebody else? Now, in all these conversations, we have to remember that obviously Klal Yisrael and Bezdin uh, has the obligation to uh, to make sure that this woman gets freed. But before we get there, who is this obligation going uh, going to be chal? Who is this obligation going to fall on? So the Gemara then goes and presents. Uh, all sorts of general uh, captivity questions and what happens when people are uh, are taken captive. And obviously, as we'll speak about momentarily, but uh, unfortunately, uh, these do become practical. These do become lemaisa in uh, all sorts of situations. And the Gemara tells us uh, a situation over here about a case in which a captor is going to demand up to 10 times her value or her worth and what would have to happen. And the Gemara tells us the first time uh, he has to go ahead and he has to redeem her. The first time he for sure has to go ahead and he has to do it. And what happens uh, after that, what happens subsequent to that uh, is uh, ultimately going to be in uh, is going to be in his hands and he's going to be able to decide whether or not he is uh, he is uh, he's going to go ahead and uh, take her captive. The Gemara says at the bottom of Nun Bezam Aleph, Ratza Poda, Ratza Eno Poda. So according to the, uh, the Tanakama, in uh, the Gemara quotes, according to this Memra, so Ratzapoda, Ratzainapoda. And Rabshim Mengamliel comes along, and Rabshim Mengamliel says that even the first time in Poda Nesashuim Yoser Al Kidei Damehem, that even uh, if uh, if uh, you know, even if uh, he has to go ahead and he has to uh, he has to redeem her, he shouldn't pay more than uh, than he's supposed to. And the Gemara uses this language of Mipnei Tikun Haolam. The question is, what does that mean, Mipnei Tikun Haolam? It's a question uh, that Tos. Uh, the Tosos has um, the Tosos has elsewhere in the Gemara and Gittin on Daf Mem Hey, but what the Gemara is telling us is that one number one, we don't want to uh, spend all the funds uh, of Klal Yisrael and continue to spend all the money that the Jewish people. And number two, it's going to motivate the captors and uh, the people that are involved in all sorts of uh, all sorts of uh, behaviors like this to go ahead and uh, it'll motivate them to continue to go ahead and continue to do so. There's a tshuva of the Radvaz. The Radvaz who uh, comments on um, on the way that the Rambam presents this halacha. So the Radvaz in Chilak Aleph in Simon Mem wonders what, when the Gemara says that we don't redeem uh, other than for the amount of money that they are uh, deserving, that they are worth. So, um, so um, how do we go ahead and how do we come up with that amount of money? What is that amount of money? So is it what they would go for in the marketplace? Is it what they would go for in the shuk? Or is it what they would, uh, is it what they would go for as a regular POW, as a regular prisoner of war? And, uh, he writes the Radvaz that we'd spend a lot of money to go ahead and to get the, uh, to get the prisoners back. Schechter in his Sefer Ikveatzon in Simon Lamed Bays goes ahead and presents us with the, um, presents us with the, uh, with the story of, uh, what happened in the early 1970s. And in the early 1970s, there was a situation in which the, uh, the, uh, the great Rosh Hashiva, Rav Yitzchak Hutner, was uh, captured on a plane by the Jordanians and the plane was hijacked and landed in, Jor- in, uh, in, in Jordan and Rav Hutner was on the plane. And uh, when he came back to, uh, when he came back to, uh, to America and Bar Hashem, he was saved, Sir Moshe went to greet him. And uh, many of the questions that... Um, that surrounded this uh, this pidyo and this redemption of Rav Hutner was how much money should have been spent to get him back. And uh, Yaakov Kamenetsky 
Rav Schechter quotes, made a distinction between uh, whether or not there's uh, peaceful relations that are going on, whether or not there's shalom, uh, whether or not we're in a time of war. And uh, Rav Yaakov describes that in a time of peace, uh, these rules are all going to apply. But during a time of war, many of the rules are going to change and many of the rules uh, are, uh, are not going to apply. They're going to be um, really uh, molded to the situation that, uh, that, 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 that this particular Shavuya finds herself in. So we have the next case in our Mishnah, which describes what happens if she's Luxa. Let's say she goes ahead and let's say she, uh, she's, uh, I guess the language that we would translate the word Luxa is she's, she's stricken with, a, uh, with an illness. And uh, the Ritva actually points out that it's Luxa, as opposed to uh, as opposed to using the word chalsa, that if the word chalsa uh, would uh, would be the word that appeared in our Mishnah, then uh, she became ill. Luxa is perhaps she did something that uh, that put her in a situation of uh, of getting sick. So luxa implies that uh, she went ahead and uh, you know she uh, was involved in something that caused her to uh, to be sick. So the Pischi Chuva in Evan Azar Simon Ayin Ches Seif Aleph discusses. The same applies by captivity, actually. If the woman is captured because of her own negligence, then uh, it is possible that the husband uh, does not need to go ahead and that the husband does not need to, um, does not need to ransom her. And uh, the Piskei Tshuva discusses that, uh, that discussion uh, over there. There's a great Shaila here from the great Yitzchak Zilberstein, the Chashuk Yechamed, where Yitzchak Zilberstein was asked, Achlam ha'chalam sharofei amarla, sheimisukanim mehizbarer sharofei ta. So uh, basically, the doctor goes ahead and the doctor advises a woman to, uh, to eat only particular foods, foods that are safe and foods that are healthy. And uh, she thinks that she knows better than the doctor. So she goes ahead and she eats these, uh, she eats these, uh, she eats these, these, these foods that are, uh, that aren't particularly healthy. So um, the, uh, the question is, and she goes ahead and she goes uh, and does it. Right? And, uh, and uh, ultimately she gets sick for, uh, for, another, uh, for another reason. So the question is, does the husband have to go ahead and does the husband have to pay for the, uh, for the, uh, the healing that, um, that, uh, that takes place uh, over here? And he answers that obviously there are all sorts of uh, foods that uh, you know, a person shouldn't eat because they're fattening, because they contain X, Y, or Z. And then there are foods that people could be allergic to, which are dangerous, and that's going to be a different story. So if a uh, doctor tells a woman that she's uh, allergic to something and she goes ahead and eats it, so uh, obviously the husband's going to go ahead and the husband's going to uh, provide for her the medical needs that uh, that she has, but whether or not halakhically, uh, according to Meikar Adin, he is obligated to go ahead to do so uh, is the uh, the question that Zilberstein discusses over here. So the Gemara continues to discuss uh, the case of the Yorshim and um, whether or not the orphans are chayiv in the refuah of the woman. Let's say the uh, the husband dies and uh, the um, the uh, the sons of this particular husband, their Yoresh, they inherit this woman's medical bills. So who has to go ahead and who has to uh, pay for that? And the Gemara deals with that and uh, whether or not that situation of uh, if, if he has to go ahead and he has to deal with, uh, if he has to deal with the refua is connected to whether or not he has to go ahead and he has to deal with the mizonos. And again, we're trying to figure out where the money is going to come from, what's going to be the, um, what's going to be the, uh, the source 
uh, of the money. And uh, is it a kitzvah? Is it a set amount or not? And the Gemara discusses the concept uh, over here of uh, whether or not in these types of situations we can have somebody who is uh, a, a lawyer like, somebody who's like a, a, a towing, somebody who goes ahead that's going to be able to uh, negotiate the uh, the amount of uh, the amount of money that's going to be. Uh, that's going to be necessary. So we get to our next Mishnah, which appears in the middle of um, in the middle of Daf Nun Beis Ahmed Beis, and uh, the Mishnah goes ahead and discusses some of the other Tanai Kisuba, and uh, again jumping off of this concept of Lo Kasev La. Let's say the Chassan the Chassan doesn't go ahead and he doesn't write in his. Um, in his Ksuba, this concept that we've been discussing of binin dichrin and uh, what the status of uh, status of uh, the inheritance is going to be for many of the uh, for many of the uh, the other uh, the other things that come on. And the Mishnah concludes with the case of kach hayuanshi Yerushalayim kosvin, what the men uh, of Yerushalayim would write in their particular ksubos, and what the people in the uh, what the people in the Galil. In northern Israel, would write in their ksubos what the people of the Anshe Yehuda, what they would go ahead and what they would write in their ksubos. And ultimately, the, uh, the Anshe Yehuda, the Mishnah says, Ad sheyirtsu ayor shalitein lach ksubascha. So the, um, the, uh, the, 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 the Anshe Yehuda, says our Mishnah, would write in their, uh, would write in their ksubos that he has to, that the, the woman whose husband has just died should live in the house of the, uh, of her, Late husband and should be supported in the mizonos etc from her uh, from her husband until the uh, until the orshin until the heirs decide to go ahead and decide to pay her ksuba and therefore uh, if the orshin in the cities of Yehuda go ahead and they decide to um, to give her ksuba they can totally uh, be uh, uh, putter from their chiv of. The uh, from the chiv of the ksuba that was uh, that 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 was inherited by them, and they can go ahead and they can uh, they can uh, give the ksuba and therefore get rid of or discharge all of their other obligations of mizonos of refua of all of the other things that a woman receives when she enters into uh, into a marriage with. Uh, their what was their late father? So we have over here again. As we make our way through the uh, the Gemara and Daf Nun Beis Amud Beis, and as we make our way through the fourth parak, we have all of these tonight Ksuba. What happens if the husband put in the Ksuba? Didn't put in the Ksuba? Why? Why not? What are some of the ramifications of some of the things that find their way into the Ksuba, and uh, how we are going to navigate uh, on a halachic level um, some of the chiyuvim that the husband has to his uh, wife while he's alive, when he dies, who takes on those obligations, uh, etc. And those are some of the topics that we have on the 52nd page of Mesechas Ksubos, Mesechas Ksubos, Daf Nunbez.